Money. It affects our everyday life. But how do we make more of it? Manage it. And make sure we make the most of our money. Welcome to Money Mindful, a podcast to teach and support you as you learn to manage your money. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to episode 12 of the Money Mindful podcast. Today on the show, I'm going to discuss insurance, four ways to save on insurance. Woo! (laughs) I can feel your excitement. Everybody loves talking about insurance. Uh, next week is going to be way more feel good. I promise last week and this week, I've been trying to think about what to call these episodes because I was thinking no one wants to talk about estate planning and insurance. But if I just write that, you're all going to be like, uh, Megan, no way. We are not going to listen to these episodes, but you know what? It's something we need to talk about because having your estate planning affairs in order is a huge gift for your loved ones. It's hard enough when you lose someone. Having everything clear and organized takes the burden off your family, right? Likewise, having the right insurance in place can save a lot of headaches and financial stress in the event that something happens that you need insurance. I want to touch base with you before we get into it about the $1,000 project from a couple of episodes ago. How are you going with it? Are you decluttering before Christmas to make a parcel of $1,000? We have, we're well and truly into it. I think I mentioned, I do have a bit of a head start on you because we started in November when I pre-recorded this, but we've already hit thousand dollars. I mentioned to you, if you haven't um, listened to the $1,000 project episode, go back to episode 10 and check that out because it'll put into context what I'm talking about. We are moving to New South Wales in, oh my goodness, only six weeks time. I'm freaking out slightly about that. There's a lot to organize. So we, we're doing a major declutter. I mean, not only because it's Christmas, but we're moving house and Louis has sold more of his computer games. Um, how many computer games can you have? Oh, they're not computer games. You know, they're like the Nintendo games. He's already made over $600. I've been selling our pram and an old bike and a bed and chairs, all sorts of stuff. And yeah, we've, we've already reached a thousand dollars as of the recording of this episode. So it's going well. I hope it's going well for you too. I I want to know, let me know in, in the, on the Facebook page or on the, um, in the Instagram stories. I, I would love to hear your success and I'd love to be able to share that. I want to give a quick shout out to Nick Sheridan who wrote a review He said, informative and accessible. I love this show. It's presented in a very easy to digest and entertaining style and is filled with useful tips and info. Highly recommended. I happen to know Nick personally. He is the owner of my favorite nut butter company, 99th Monkey. If you haven't come across it, you are missing out. Hazelnut and cacao is definitely my favorite. 
I may have been known to eat it by the spoonful, allegedly. Uh, Anyway, I know he's super busy because he just got his range into Coles. So I'm pretty touched he took the time and effort to write this lovely review. So thank you, Nick. Uh, I really appreciate that. Before we get into the thrilling content that is insurance, I have been brainstorming ways to make your life easy. And I wanted to let you know, I have made some changes on the resource section on the Money Mindful website. If you go to www.moneymindful.com.au, in the menu tab across the top, there is a tab called resources. And in that, there are website resources of some of the resources that I've mentioned on the podcast, such as the ASX website, Um, just to think of one off the top of my head. And there's also book resources. I've set up the book resources in a way that you can read a quick summary on what they are about. And there's also a direct link to Amazon if you want to buy it. I've just set this up recently to just take away one level of, what's the word? not difficulty, but just to make it easier for you. If, you. if you're interested and you want to get that book, you can just buy it, boom, straight from the website. So books have literally changed my life. So much of what I talk about on this podcast is based on what I've learned from books. These days, because of the wonderful internet, it's really possible to learn about almost anything. You know, I love, love, love books, and many of my favorites are in the resource section on the website. Now, a quick tip for those of you who are clutter or budget conscious. I love to buy books that I think I will refer back to. So a lot of the financial books and mindset books that I have, I've actually bought because I um, I highlight them and I, I consider them like a textbook, like a, it's like study material. And I, I refer to them again and again, because as in especially the finance ones, there's a lot of practical information that I'm not going to remember off the top of my head and I want to go back to it. However, another amazing resource for books is the library. Yes, the library. Do you know how amazing libraries are? I I just want to give libraries a bit of a plug because they are awesome. And if you're not using them, guys, you're missing out. You can search and reserve books online. Many libraries are also connected to some form of audio service like BorrowBox where you can borrow the book and then listen to it via an app on your phone. This is all for free, right? If your library doesn't have the book you want, you can request an interlibrary loan, usually for a small fee. It might be $1.50 or something like that. Or you can request a purchase order. If they deem the book to be worth getting or it's a new book that's just been released like within the last 12 months, they will often purchase it if you request for them to buy it and then you'll be the first in line to borrow it when they get it in. Amazing, I know. So check out your local library or if you know you just want to buy the book, jump onto the resource section on the website at www.moneymindful.com.au and there will be a link to take you directly to where you can buy the great books I have referenced on the show. Too easy. All right, 
let's talk insurance. Why do you need it? And how can you save on insurance costs? All right, I've broken this down into four ways, okay? So number one is insure for events that will have a significant effect on you or your family. Cast your memory back to episode one. Remember that? Feels like a lifetime ago for me. Uh, I mentioned the book Your Money Milestones by Moshe Malevsky. Well, he makes a great point about insurance. What he says, first of all, is some events like a broken phone are more likely to happen, but they are inexpensive to replace and therefore not worth getting insurance for. Okay, we all know when we take out a new plan, there's that tick box that you can get insurance. If you can afford the replacement value, you don't need insurance for it. This will straight away help you determine which insurances are a waste of money. If I've booked a flight for a couple of hundred dollars, you know, like a, what's the word when it's not international? Domestic, you know, you get a domestic flight and you can't fly for whatever reason, I can afford to buy a replacement flight, okay? I don't need to get insurance for that. However, on the other hand, Malevsky says, insure for events that are unlikely to happen, but will have a significant effect on you or your family and your standard of living, such as the death of the main income earner in your family or a car crash that causes significant damage to many cars and property that will leave you with a very large bill to pay. Incidentally, this exact circumstance happened to us. It was a double AMI ad in real life. I kid you not. You know the ones when a small accident sets off a domino effect of trouble, one one thing leads to the other. And if you're not from Australia, I'm, I'm sure you've probably got your own ads just like this for insurance companies. A few years back uh, when Louis got home from a late night shift at work, I, I heard him pull into our driveway, which uh, is on a hill, and then I couldn't figure out what was taking him so long to get inside. It sounded like he was dragging our bins down the driveway and making a total racket late at night. Well, what was actually happening was he had got out of the car and locked it and somehow the handbrake didn't engage properly and the car just started to roll back out down our driveway. Well, the car was locked and moving. So what I thought was him dragging the bins was actually him being pushed back down the drive while he was trying to use brute strength to stop at rolling the car rolling down the driveway well evidently he was unable to withstand the force of a rolling SUV so he jumped out of the way and then watched our car roll down our drive over the road through our neighbor's front fence oh yes and only to be stopped by thank goodness a big tree in their front yard Otherwise, it would have just kept rolling straight into their house. Needless to say, we were pretty relieved our insurance covered the cost of the extensive damage to our car and our neighbor's fence and front yard. 
we'd never met that neighbor before. So it was an interesting uh, rendezvous the next day when we introduced ourselves. He actually didn't wake up. It was such a loud crash. But uh, anyway, I think he got a bit of surprise, a bit of a surprise when he came out the next morning and saw his front yard. Okay. Number two is set your excess as high as possible to reduce your premium. The higher your excess is, the lower your premium will be, full stop. The extra money you save on the lower premium could be saved in a buffer account to pay for the excess in an emergency. We have the excess on our car set at $1,000. We know we always have $1,000 on hand in our savings account, so we can cover any minor car incidences. And this is just a good way. It Sometimes it can bring your premium down a few hundred dollars. So it's it's definitely worth doing if you've got that money on hand that you know you can cover yourself for. Number three is negotiate the price. This year when we received our car insurance premium, I just thought the price was unreasonable. It seems to go up every year and yet the value of our car goes down. So I just rang them. I I had nothing on it. And I just said, look, the premium's too high and I don't want to pay it. I want a better price. The operator came back to me with a discounted price that was only about $50 cheaper. And I said that I didn't think that was good enough. And I wanted her to check if she could do better. In the end, I only ended up saving, I think it was just under $100. But hey, that's better than nothing. And incidentally, just on a side note, not to do with insurance, but I've done this with my credit card as well. We pay, uh, I think it's around $75 per year for uh, the annual fee for the credit card because it's one of those ones that comes with a reward program. One year I rang them because I wanted to close the card as I just didn't want to pay the fee anymore. It it was when um, it was only Louis working, we're only on one income and I thought, you know what, let's just get rid of that credit card. And then we're saving ourselves $75. I was happy with the card as we always paid it off, but I just thought it wasn't necessary to have a card that had an annual fee. Well, because of that call and because credit card companies don't want to lose you, they just waived the fee. So I'm telling you, the first time I rang a company to do this, I was nervous. But now I don't think anything of it as I realize the person on the other end is just a regular person like you or like me. Yeah, their job is customer service, keeping the customer happy and keeping the customer. Businesses are in business to provide a service. They provide value for their customer and you pay for that value. If you don't think something's worth it, say so. The worst that can happen is you feel a little uncomfortable because they say no. So what? Why don't you try it? I'm not saying ring every service you have. Well, I mean, sure, if you want to, go ahead. Some of the insurances and services we have, I feel like they're very reasonably priced and and I haven't rung every (laughs) provider that we have. But however, if I don't think that's the case, I will call them and tell them so. I mean, our uh, car insurance, I just thought that the premium was too high. I was like, hang on a minute, we have a secondhand car It's not even worth that much. This is ridiculous. And so, yeah, it did come down. All right. Number four, check you are not paying for insurance that you don't need inside your super. Okay. You'll find most superannuations have insurance available in them and some you might get automatically. 
this is something that's helpful to check and may save you money. Alternatively, you may be able to get insurance that you want and pay for that within your super instead of paying for it upfront with an external insurance company. The three types of super I know about that are in super are death cover, total and permanent disability and income protection. They might have slightly different names in different supers. I'm not fully on top of all that. This is, you know, you do want to check that for yourself with your own insurance company. But from memory, when I first joined the super I'm with now, I automatically got the total and permanent disability cover and the death cover that came standard with the super. I later applied and also got income protection. I'll just give you a quick overview of each one. Death cover is a lump sum payout to the beneficiary on your death. So whoever will receive your super when you die, that death cover will go to them. The total and permanent disability is an amount you get, I think it's over a period of time if you have a total and permanent disability. So you're still alive and you get a payout for that. And then income protection is money that is paid to you up to 75% of your income. There's also something called trauma insurance that covers medical expenses if you have uh, ongoing treatment for something like cancer. As far as I know, my super doesn't offer that, but maybe others do. So that's something worth checking out. It's worth noting all these insurances available outside of your superannuation and that's why I think you need to be aware of what you're paying for in your super as if you have a policy outside your super. If you're one of those super organized people and you've gone and got income protection insurance or death cover or something like that, check that you're not paying for that double, you know, because you're also paying it in inside your super. We have our insurance inside our super because at the time we organized it, we were only on one income and we wanted to make sure we were covered in the event that, you know, Louis couldn't work, but we didn't want to have to pay money upfront from his income. So we paid for it within the money inside the super. Here are some things that you also might want to consider. You can change the amount you are insured for. Obviously, the premiums uh, will be higher if you want to insure yourself for more. And you can reduce the premium for income protection by delaying the amount of time before you get paid. So for example, because we have a buffer fund, we chose to have our waiting period for income protection at 90 days. So in the event that Louis couldn't work or I couldn't work and we were eligible to get that income protection insurance, we wouldn't, we would have a 90 day waiting period, but we've got enough money to cover ourselves for that. If you don't have any savings to cover you, if you can't work, then you might want to forgo the waiting period, but the premium that you pay each year will be higher. So when considering how much cover you need for death cover, Think about how much you would need to pay for all your debts like a mortgage and then have enough to live off for a few years or while you got yourself organized. I'll give you an example. Say um, a few hundred thousand sounds like a lot, right? 
But let's say, for example, you were a young family on one income with a $400,000 mortgage and the main breadwinner or the only breadwinner dies. The person left caring for the kids will need money to pay off the mortgage, right? Because they're not earning an income and so then they're not going to want to have to make mortgage repayments and then they'll also need enough money to live off for a period of time until the kids get older or until they're able to return to work or they might return to work straight away but they're going to need money to help with childcare and things like that. So the amount insured for when you add up all those costs it might be something more like a million dollars, right? There's no right or wrong answer to this. It's you need to work this out for your own personal financial situation and you can ring up the superannuation companies and get a consultation on this. And then also you can organize these insurances externally through other providers so they can offer advice to you as well. But I think this is something that I certainly didn't, really consider until I spoke to someone about insurances and how much you would need because it's like oh yeah like at the time when we got it I had a four-month-old baby and a two-year-old and I wasn't working and if Louis had actually passed away you know we had a mortgage and we were also paying rent on a property I would have been yeah up shit creek so we we did ensure to make sure that all our debts and everything would be totally covered if that happened. So I don't want to sound all doom and gloom. No one wants to think about this stuff, but accidents do happen. I have a tendency to think that it'll never happen to me, and I think this is pretty common. Do you think like that? However, these things have happened to me and fortunately it was before we had kids. I mean, I just gave you that example of the car accident, but also um, before we had kids, Louis was actually hit by a car and he his neck was broken, his back was broken in a few places. Thank goodness we, you know, we didn't have dependents because if that had happened, if that happened now that would be really well no it wouldn't be bad for us now because we do have insurance I mean what am I trying to say at any time that would be bad anytime people get hit by a car sorry I'm laughing but it's not good okay but the point is um if that had happened when we had just had new young kids and I wasn't working and we didn't have insurances set up to cover us financially that would have been terrible right so these are reasons why you get insurance. And that's what I was talking about at the start. It's if an event is going to happen that is going to have a significant effect on your family and your well-being, and even if you don't have kids, I'm just saying on you, then insure for it, right? But don't waste your money insuring for things that you can just replace it yourself and it's not going to have a significant impact on you. So on that happy note... The takeaways from today are, number one, ensure for events that will have a significant effect on you and your family. Number two, set your excess as high as possible to reduce your premium. And the gap, the difference, save that amount, yeah? Number three, negotiate the price if possible. 
Number four, check you're not paying for insurance that you don't need inside your super or get insurance inside your super if you want it and you don't want to have to pay the money up front. Next week will be the last episode for this season. I know, right? It's gone so quickly. I have a ripper planned for you with a lovely surprise that you can take away for the summer holidays. I've been working away on making some material for you that I think that you can apply over the break. So stay tuned for that next week. Okay, until next time, have a beautiful week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Money Mindful podcast. For more info, visit moneymindful.com.au. For future episodes, be sure to subscribe. And remember, the information in this podcast is of a general nature only and does not take into account your personal circumstances or goals. Please seek professional advice for your own financial needs. Remember to have fun along the way. 